Hello and welcome to High Heels and Heartache. I'm your host, Kendall Ann Bird. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a fantastic episode for you. I speak with an expert in art therapy about why it is such a wonderful resource for people recovering from trauma, especially uh, domestic violence. But before we get to the interview, I just want to thank every single person who listened to episode one. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, The podcast was listened to worldwide. We had listeners in the United Kingdom, in Germany, in Switzerland, in New Zealand, and in the United States. So thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that you learned something that's helping in your recovery or possibly helping you to make sense of domestic violence in general. So moving forward into the fall, High Heels and Heartache is going to be a monthly podcast, and hopefully we can add some additional episodes when we get into the fall. If you have an idea for an episode, you can find High Heels and Heartache on all social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I'm there. Contact me and tell me your ideas, or you can email me at Ann at highheelsandheartache.com. So today we're going to be talking about art therapy and why it's really a great resource for survivors of domestic violence. We talk about where trauma resides in the brain and how art can be a really great way of expressing that trauma. We discuss what training art therapists need, and who's a candidate for art therapy. Um, And I was really surprised to learn that you don't actually have to be good at art uh, to do art therapy. So those of us who have no art skills because maybe our cousins didn't let us use their fancy art boxes when we were young, (laughs) art therapy can still be a great resource for those of us who don't have really a, a fantastic artistic sense. So coming right up, here's my interview with Gretchen Miller. Joining me today, I have Gretchen Miller. Hi, Gretchen. Hello. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Well, I am so excited and I'm just going to give the listeners just a little bit of a brief history on why you are the expert on art therapy. Um, And you're going to be able to provide us with so much information today. So let me just brag on you for a minute. Um, (laughs) Gretchen is a registered and board certified art therapist, advanced certified trauma practitioner, adjunct faculty member, speaker, and author. You have a lot of things to list on your LinkedIn. Which one do you choose? (laughs) Um, For almost 20 years, Gretchen has been working as an art therapist, and she primarily serves children and adolescents in the Cleveland and Akron, Ohio area. Her work in trauma intervention has included providing art therapy services to youth and women from homes where there was domestic violence, for grieving children and adolescents, families and adults transitioning out of homelessness, and survivors of human trafficking. Uh, She works with youth managing mental health challenges in settings like residential treatment programs, shelters, bereavement centers, community-based outreach, and outpatient adolescent mental health 
facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gretchen presents mm-hmm. both regionally and nationally on the application of art therapy as a guest lecturer. She blogs. She's a really great writer, which is how I found her. <laughs> She's been published about the use of art therapy uh, with survivors of trauma. When she's not providing art therapy, talking about art therapy and writing about art therapy, she's teaching art therapy. (laughs) She's an adjunct professor for Ursuline College's Master of Arts in Counseling and Art Therapy. Um, That's a giant accomplishment. It's huge because it's actually the only graduate program that studies art therapy in the state of Ohio. So if you want to get your master's, in art therapy in Ohio, Gretchen's going to be the one that's going to teach you. Um, She teaches for the National Institute for Trauma and Loss in Children as an online instructor about group interventions and strategies for traumatized children and adolescents. And she also serves on the board of directors for the American Art Therapy Association. So question number one, Gretchen, when do you sleep? Yes. Yeah. That's a common question <laughs> people ask. I need my sleep. I definitely need sleep. Yes. But oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Do, you do it all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the yeah introduction. <laughs> well, I'm just so excited to have you here today because I think that you can really tell us how our therapy um, can be such a great resource for those of us who are recovering from trauma. Um, and why why it might be right for us. So just a little bit about kind of how I got mm-hmm. on, the, on the scent of art therapy was I was attending a webinar that was given by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, and they were discussing um, services that sometimes advocates at women's shelters like to provide for the people there. And uh, there was someone on there that was speaking about art therapy, and Although I had heard of art therapy before, Mm -hmm. I really didn't know much about it. So when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to learn more. So um, I took to the internet and I tracked down Gretchen and I begged her to be on the podcast and she said yes. (laughs) So first, um, can you tell us a little bit just about what art therapy is and and how it can be good for survivors of all trauma, um, specifically domestic violence? Yes. Well, art therapy is a regulated mental health uh, profession and um, uh, how art therapy can be really helpful uh, for survivors of trauma is that it really allows the uh, individuals to express their emotions and feelings and memories, experiences without having to rely or depend on words or verbal uh, expression, uh, which can be really difficult um, mm-hmm. for somebody who's uh, experienced, you know, had a, uh, a tra- traumatic experience. Um, art therapy can be uh, non-threatening and less anxiety provoking and a, a safer way to um, express uh, yourself. Uh, and for trauma, in relationship to um, the brain, when you think of um, where trauma is sort of stored or experienced in the brain, that's sort of at a a lower level 
um, of that where uh, words are, are really kind of difficult or to be able to talk about things. But um, oh, that's so interesting. Yes, yeah. So but doing like images or sensory based sort of um, interventions can tap into being able to communicate that uh, easier and kind of reveal sort of uh, some of that a lot easier than like cognitive kind of based approaches. So art therapy uh, in that regard uh, is also very helpful. Um, So it might be good for someone who's unlike me, who's not like a talk your ear off kind of person. Um, It would be a good way to kind of get at the feelings that maybe they, people can't verbalize, but they're still mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, particularly with like domestic violence, often uh, survivors may have been uh, threatened not to talk or not to say anything or not to tell anyone or kind of that message and not feeling safe to verbalize or really, you know, say anything to anybody about um, their experiences or what's going on or um, what they've kind of been through. And art therapy can be a way to do that without having, you know, to talk. That's a really great point. So for those people who, you know, have spent years or decades kind of keeping this secret because Mm -hmm. they felt threatened, it's a way that, that they're not sort of almost like breaking the promise of secrecy. They're just open in the door or the window to sort of let their trauma out without, without, feeling like they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Or just like a a safer way. Yeah. To, to do that, you know, without having to, to use the words. I mean, there's, there's some things that, you know, there just aren't words for, or you just Mm -hmm. can't talk about, you know, even if you're a really verbal person, um, sometimes those words can be sort of frozen, you know, by what's happened in the experience and and using sort of an art expression or creative means can be a a way to kind of tap into that. That's a great point because like sometimes if you would try to describe, like I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I were going to use words to describe fear, Mm -hmm. what would be the words I would use to describe it? And I would think about, okay, how fear makes my body feel. Mm -hmm. Like I would say, oh, I feel sweaty and my heart is racing. But maybe if someone asked me to use color Mm -hmm. to express fear, that might be easier for me, even Mm -hmm. though I'm not an artist, which is (laughs) kind of my next question here. Um, Is art therapy a resource people could use if, if you don't see yourself as an artist? Absolutely. Uh, You don't have to be good at art or have any skill or talent in art making to benefit or to participate in art therapy. Uh, Art therapy uh, for a client is really focused on the process Mm -hmm. and uh, what the art communicates and expresses and sort of explores about uh, the experiences or feelings or thoughts or whatever you're working on versus what it looks like. So you're not kind of creating your, the goal is not to create this, you know, great masterpiece or uh, sort of image like an art class or, or something like that. And a lot of people uh, can be intimidated by their skill kind of level and say, I mean, if so many times I've heard 
people, you know, I can't even draw a stick figure, you know, (laughs) but uh, that, you know, that can represent something very powerful sort of too, you know, it's not, it's not about um, having that, that great sort of a talent sort of in what you create. It's definitely more about the process. So So the the objective of art therapy is more of getting your feelings out Mm -hmm. than creating something that's pretty. Yes. Like your art therapist isn't going to be like, well, you get a, a B minus because your yes. brush strokes aren't no, right. <laughs> no uh, judgment, you know, kind of no pressure on sort of the uh, aesthetic sort of view. And, and I like it that you say no judgment because mm-hmm. that sort of also feels like another buffer mm-hmm. because a lot of those of us who are recovering from domestic violence, even if we go to the best therapist, when we're first telling our stories and our experiences and our feelings, it you can't help but feel a little judged by it. Mm-hmm. By just sitting across from someone and speaking about, you know, what you chose to do or not to do. Mm-hmm. And my thought process is probably if you were doing <clears throat> an art therapy directive, mm-hmm. that that judgment kind of goes away as well. It can be definitely a lot less threatening or not mm-hmm. um, as um, sort of intense as if you're maybe sharing it like, you know, directly, verbally, face to face because you have the art, you know, that's in between that, you know, there's distance kind of yeah. from that through what you're creating. Yeah. And when you've been working uh, with survivors of domestic violence, tell me some some things that you've seen as far as their the symptoms of their trauma and how our therapy can help them get those symptoms under control what what have you seen as far as providing art therapy to those survivors well, one of one of the things that I already sort of like touched on was that being able to um, express experiences and uh, what their their feelings and thoughts have been uh, be through the visual like representation versus the talking. I've definitely seen um, a lot of a lot of that, like just having the permission and the safety to kind of do that. Also, uh, a really like a heightened sense of awareness, um, mm. both in women that I've worked with, as well as uh, children and adolescents that you're sort of always kind of scanning kind of for danger and uh, within the environment, even when things are like kind of calm and safe and you're not sort of in danger, there's no like active threat, your body, you know, is kind of geared up kind of for something to happen at any moment to kind of protect yourself or, you know, keep yourself safe or your kids safe. So always kind of, you know, assessing the environment and the interactions of, of those around you and um, just really being geared up uh, for that. And uh, art therapy uh, can really help with regulation and kind of calming that the mind and the body to maybe a, a little uh, an 
easier kind of level to um, not feel so um, hypervigilant, um, mm-hmm. but that can take kind of, you know, time because it's not so, even, again, even when you're feeling safe and not in danger, your body, you know, just doesn't automatically turn that sort of off, especially if it's been constant, you know, that you've kind of had to operate sort of in that way. So doing um, art interventions that really kind of tap into being able to to feel safe and uh, regulate and feel calm, tapping into that part of their body um, can be really uh, beneficial. I had never thought of that. Like if, if you're doing, you know, one of the art directives that the art therapist gives you, you're performing a task and you can't really be thinking about sort of the noise in your head mm-hmm. while you're doing the directive. I think that that's a fantastic point. So it, it kind of all works together as far as giving your mind and your body a break from the trauma, even though you're working through the trauma, you're focused. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you don't have, you don't have really the space in your mind to be going to the, should I be afraid of something bad happening right now? Because you're working so hard on what your art therapist has told you to do. It can really help with that, you know, that sense of mindfulness and being kind of present in the moment. I mean, for some people, it still might be really challenging, you know, lots Mm -hmm. of like thoughts going on or sort of feel, you know, to kind of really regulate that, but it can definitely assist um, with that, especially creating sort of that sort of safe space with the art therapist and and through like the use of art. And I think too, like we, we, you had mentioned um, sort of, you know, the mind and the body and that kind of connection um, too. The, the art is a great way to create kind of a tangible visual way to, to see that, you know, not just because you, you gave the example of, you know, if somebody said like describe fear, like coming up with like words of what that would look like or what that would kind of be described as versus, you know, having to, what does fear kind of look like? Mm -hmm. Um, So that can be a way to explore regulation and how your body kind of reacts to emotions um, as well. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So my my next question Mm -hmm. is, uh, why does art therapy work? And we've already discussed it kind of yeah, uh-huh. buffer. It um, allows you to focus on something and not listen to the noise in your head. What are some other reasons why you have seen it work so well with survivors of trauma? Yeah, I think going back again to um, that art therapy taps into the lower parts of the survivor's brain, you know, where the the trauma can reside and it doesn't have to rely on words the more you know advanced part of the brain which is like the the cortex is like the front kind of our brain which really relies on verbal language and cognitive can really be challenged um, by trauma and our therapy sort of allows that sensory base like really hands-on opportunity to share 
what's going on with them or explore uh, different things. And I um, often like to sort of like, it's a visual voice, you know? Oh, like, that's so interesting. Voice that's sort Vis- of- visual voice. I hadn't even thought of that. That's yeah. a really cool way to think of it. Yeah. So within trauma, I really, I mean, that I feel like is one of the really unique aspects of, of art therapy and, and why it is very um, helpful and effective uh, related to, to trauma. That's so interesting. So, so give me some examples of the directives that you do uh, when you're working with survivors. What kind of, like I, I, I asked you before, like, do you call them project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Very nicely told me that you like to call them directives. Yeah. Projects, you know, yeah. Um, I, well, uh, initially, I mean, safety is a huge uh, foundation and and core kind of piece to, to trauma. So, so really focusing uh, initially, I I feel on um, doing uh, art interventions related to establishing or reestablishing safety, and that might be doing art, whether that's three dimensionally or two dimensionally, like drawing um, or um, creating something sculpturally of uh, safe places or uh, exploring uh, safe places and what that sort of looks like, you know, whether that's like real or imaginary, but just sort of starting to kind of address, you know, things that are important um, for them to, to feel safe. Um, you can also um, use like boxes and books um, to, to kind of create containment um, so you can kind of hold emotions and feelings and sort of experiences in things and kind of provide sort of that distance and empowerment and control because you want to really empower survivors to be able to either step back or, you know, put things away or, or put what they're experiencing, you know, kind of outside, externally outside of themselves, but be able to have kind of control over that and, and bookmaking. I, I love that. I yeah. love the, you know, cause when you, when you have been someone who, who's been traumatized, mm-hmm. p- part of the trauma is not just what happened to you, but that you had no control over the things that are happening mm-hmm. to you when you're being traumatized, it sort of all rolls into one. So I love that idea of, you know, first you establish, you know, your safety with your Mm -hmm. uh, directives, and then you give them a place to have control. I, Mm -hmm. I I love that. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like super jealous of people that that get to use, I'm like, I couldn't really use that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then, um, also, uh, for, I'd like to explore like managing like their traumatic stress, like the tra- the, the trauma reactions that okay. um, survivors can eff- experience. You know, whether that's like physically, emotionally, you know, socially. I mean, trauma impacts your whole well being. So, exploring um, what their experiences are uh, with traumatic stress and using art to uh, look at that more and really using uh, also the five senses um, for that. Um, Just kind of off the top of my head, one of the common interventions that I'll use and many art therapists like use this sort of as well. Um, 
is I call like an emotional x-ray, sort of like if, if somebody could sort of see sort of inside of you or there was an x-ray that kind of scanned your emotions inside, like what would that look like? Colors or, or uh, symbols or forms, you know, because we don't, how we often look on the outside, you know, is not how we feel on the inside. Which is part of what your abuser has trained you to do is to always look like you're fine, even when you're not. Yeah. And then it also gives an opportunity to explore how your body's kind of impacted by different emotions, you know, like how, like to create like, well, maybe how does your stomach kind of feeling or your head or your muscles or your breathing and, and really kind of getting into tune visually with, you know, how your body's reacting, you know, related to different emotions. Like if it's fear, you know, how do, how do you experience that sort of in your body? And that's so awesome. Yeah. And then you have like a visual, tangible, you know, external kind of thing to, to refer to, you know, or to, to look at and explore. And then you can also do the opposite where, especially this might be really hard, but how to be calm, you know, the calm kind of opposite of, of that fear, you know, I love that. that would look like, how would you know your body is like feeling kind of safe? I love that. That's such a a great way that you're, Mm -hmm. you know, practicing mindfulness as Mm -hmm. far as how is my body being affected by the fear and the anxiety and the trauma that I've suffered, not just kind of like, well, tell me about why you feel fear. Oh, my hands sweat, whatever, but actually like, you know, marking that on a, on your body that like on a picture of your body, that's, that's such a great way to really connect to the emotion and and where you were feeling it. Yeah. And for some people creating that or doing a visual representation of it might be a lot easier, safer, less threatening than talking about it. You know, somebody like invited them to, to verbalize and share that, you know, there might be like, not not a connection or awareness or the words to be able to put that kind of together. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And so, then, oops, sorry. Oh, and, I was just going to say, what are what are some outcomes that you've seen using art therapy with survivors of of all trauma? What what are mm-hmm. some like cool moments and and things that you've seen that that make you feel like all right, like this works. Yeah, I think, well, definitely being able to uh, offer permission for people to be able to express themselves um, through the art and not that reliance on words. It kind of opens up like a whole new, I feel like, opportunity that um, is is safer for them um, to do that. Um, And that's always great, you know, to see. And then um, being able to help the survivor learn like ways to kind of manage their traumatic stress um, related to um, the different emotions and feelings that um, they're sort of dealing with. That's great. So it's, it's not just about being able to articulate your emotion through your art, but it's also about, okay, now that we know that this is the way we've used art therapy as the vehicle to, to be able to say what our emotions are, but now 
what do we do with the emotions? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do you kind of manage and navigate those? You know, sometimes those, I mean, those emotions don't go away like instantly, you know, just because you've shared them or identified them, you know, you, you still, you know, may have intense fear, anxiety, worry, anger. I mean, those are things that you need to work through. Um, but how do you kind of manage those things so you can go, you know, throughout sort of life and not be like frozen by that or um, sort of stuck, you know, yeah. in that and move forward into that, like not only survivor kind of mode, but also like thriver as yeah. well. So you're like thriving. You're not just kind of, okay, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm surviving and I'm, I'm doing, you know, but you're like flourishing uh, as well. So, yeah. yeah. So, so when we talk about, you know, it's not just like drawing a picture of how you feel because you're mm-hmm. getting out all of this emotion and, and your art therapist is teaching you then how to manage that emotion. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about your training? I mean, obviously from your bio, you know, your stuff. Um, <laughs> so how did you get to know yourself? What, what education do art therapists go through for them to help not only be able to guide their patients through the directives, but then be able to deal with the emotions that come out from those directives? Well, uh, art therapists uh, have a master's degree level education uh, in art therapy. That's sort of the entry level. And it combines the the training prerequisites for um, sort of many of the or most of the um, graduate uh, art therapy programs is uh, part studio art and being skilled in in different types of uh, art making you know, the basic like drawing and painting and 3D work and sculpture and all of that. And then the other sort of piece is like psychological um, theory and um, kind of bringing those all um, together. And that's in graduate school, kind of bringing that with more specifics about art therapy, kind of coursework related to, you know, working with families and children and youth and and different populations and internship kind of settings as well. Um, So, and then uh, after a person graduates uh, with their master's degree in art therapy, art therapists can then um, become a registered art therapist, which requires having to uh, do a thousand hours like post-grad work at, yeah, with um, clients kind of in art therapy. And it's also um, supervised uh, as well uh, by an art therapist. It's a hundred hours of supervision by a mental health professional and 50 of it ha- has to be, uh, 50 of those hours have to be with a, a registered therapist as well. And then once you obtain your, it's called the ATR uh, for like art therapist registered. Once you cr- receive that credential from the uh, art therapy credentials board, then you're able to sit for the board certification exam, which is a national nationally administered uh, 
test um, that the Art Therapy Credentials Board also um, implements. And then uh, successfully passing that, then uh, you receive the BC, which is the board certification, which is the highest level of credentialing in the uh, art field. So for those kind of looking out you know, for an art therapist, somebody who has their ATR or their ATRBC is, you kind of know that they've gone through the postgraduate requirements and, um, and all of that. It's a lot of... Wow, that's a lot of yeah, Yes, yeah. So, so we know those people who are providing art therapy are professionals who are very well educated. Um, so we don't have to worry about, are, do they know what they're talking about? But why, why is art therapy a good choice for survivors of domestic violence? Thinking about um, kind of what we've touched on uh, before that, you know, art therapy allows uh, survivors a safe place to express their feelings and their experiences or their story without words, uh, especially when uh, those words are uh, not able to fully sort of describe what they're experiencing or the emotions that they're having versus like a cognitive intervention, you know, like. like traditional verbal kind of therapy. And then also, I mean, art therapy as that uh, sensory-based intervention really taps on to supporting the survivor with the ability to feel in control and access sort of their emotions and awareness in a much safer and non-threatening way. Well, I'm totally sold on wanting to try it. So how how would just, you know, Kendall Ann or anyone who else is listening to this podcast, how do we find an art therapist um, that, that could help us? What do we do? Do we just Google art therapy or what's the best way to connect with a professional that could help us? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. If, if you're interested in um, finding an art therapist in your area or you're interested in learning more about therapy, whether that's something you think you might want to study or you know want more information about, the uh, American Art Therapy Association is a great resource and uh, go-to place. Um, and uh, their website is uh, arttherapy.org. They, on Anna's website, they have a great tool uh, called the Art Therapist Locator. And you can uh, sort of see like the art therapists that have submitted uh, their information uh, to be uh, contacted by people that are interested in art therapy. You can get their information and ways to kind of contact them as well. Um, that, that would be a really good source um, to start with. That's fabulous. And and I'll make sure that in our show notes, I'll, I'll create a link to that. And I'll, and I'll also create um, a link to your webpage. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you and ask you any questions, uh, they could do that. Great. Yeah, that would be really helpful. Well, Gretchen, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. You really have taught me so much. It's been, it's really been illuminating for me because I, I didn't really know that all of these benefits existed. It seemed like such a, a cool thing, you know, to be able to do as an alternative uh, to just, you know, your cognitive thought, your talk therapy, but it seems like it could really be a great resource for a lot of listeners. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you for your interest and uh, introducing sort of this with your podcast. I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great day, Gretchen. Yeah. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to Gretchen Miller for chatting with me about art therapy today. If you'd like some more information on Gretchen or art therapy in general, please go to highheelsandheartache.com. Don't forget to check out High Heels and Heartache on social media for updates on this summer's monthly episode releases. And if you are in an abusive or unsafe relationship, there is help. Please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233.